Hello and welcome to The Silver King's War. I'm Michael Sievers, the writer, producer, and creator of this podcast series about my father's Second World War as a B-26 bombardier. Today we begin the Silver King's writing from Barksdale Field in Shreveport, Louisiana. It's uh, deep in June of 1944, and Stanley and a number of his fellow Air Corps officers have been pulled from their crews and shipped from Columbia, South Carolina, to Shreveport for advanced training on the B-26, the Martin Marauder. As Stanley was waiting for his new assignment and transition to Barksdale, of course, the American Armed Forces, led by Dwight David Eisenhower as the Supreme Allied Commander, was preparing for and had executed the invasion of France on D-Day, June 6, 1944. This is a brief description of Operation Overlord. On D-Day, 6th of June, 1944, Allied forces launched a combined naval, air, and land assault on Nazi-occupied France. The D in D-Day stands simply for day, and the term was used to describe the first day of any large military operation. Early on June 6th, Allied airborne forces parachuted into drop zones across northern France. Ground troops then landed across five assault beaches, Utah, Omaha, Gold, Juneau, and Sword. And by the end of the day, the Allies had established a foothold along the coast and began their advance into France. The defeat of Germany was acknowledged as the Western Allies' principal war aim as early as December of 1941. Opening a second front would relieve pressure on the Soviet Union in the east, and the liberation of France would weaken Germany's overall position in Europe. The invasion, if successful, would drain German resources and block access to key military sites. Securing a bridgehead in Normandy would allow the Allies to establish a viable presence in northern Europe for the first time since the Allied evacuation from Dunkirk in 1940. D-Day required an unprecedented cooperation between international armed forces. The Supreme Headquarters Allied Expeditionary Force was an international coalition, and although the Allies were united against Germany, the military leadership responsible for Overlord had to overcome political, cultural, and personal differences. By 1944, over 2 million troops from 12 countries were in Britain in preparation for the invasion on D-Day. Allied forces were primarily American, British, and Canadian troops, but also included troops from Australia, Belgium, New Zealand, Norway, Rhodesia, and Poland. Operation Overlord did not bring an end to the war in Europe, but it 
began the process through which victory was achievable. By the end of August 1944, the German army was in full retreat from France, but by September, Allied momentum was slowing, and the Germans were able to regroup and launched a failed but determined counteroffensive in the Ardennes in December of 1944. This fierce encounter, known as the Battle of the Bulge, sapped German manpower and resources and allowed the Allies to resume their advance towards Germany. The irony of our hero, the Silver King's training, was that had he remained at Columbia Army Air Base in South Carolina, he probably would have been prepared for and perhaps participated in the D-Day invasion. But the change of his assignment, pulling him from the heavy bombers and moving him to the medium bomber B-26 at the start of the summer of 1944, changed the course of his war and undoubtedly increased his chances of surviving and making it home. Stanley wrote his first letter from Barksdale in Shreveport, Louisiana, on Friday, June 23, 1944. Dearest ones, just a note to let you know I'm fine and arrived safely. It's too damn hot to write a long letter from here. Besides, I'll be home before I could write many letters. I'm getting a 15-day leave starting about Tuesday. It came as a total surprise, and I'm very happy about the whole thing. I should be home Wednesday or Thursday. I'll let you know exactly when, later. This is a beautiful field, but this replacement depot isn't worth a damn. We're being treated like a bunch of Boy Scouts. This would be a wonderful place to be stationed at permanently. Keep well. We'll see you soon. Stan. While Stanley was preparing for his 15-day leave, quite a surprise as he described it, the D-Day invasion was being described by historians in real time. D-Day as an invasion was conducted in two phases, an airborne assault and amphibious landings. Shortly after Midnight on June 6th, over 18,000 Allied paratroopers were dropped into the invasion area to provide tactical support for infantry divisions on the beaches, and Allied air forces flew over 14,000 sorties in support of the landings and having secured air supremacy prior to the invasion, Many of these flights were unchallenged by the Luftwaffe. The Allied Air Forces, of course, were led by the United States Army Air Corps. These were Stanley's fellow officers who were engaging over France and preparing for the rest of the war. The amphibious landings included nearly 7,000 naval vessels, battleships, destroyers, minesweepers, escorts, and assault craft, all of which took part in what was called Operation Neptune, the naval component of Overlord. 
Naval forces were responsible for escorting and landing over 132,000 ground troops on the beaches of Normandy. And they also carried out bombardments on German coastal defenses before and during the landings and provided artillery support for the invading Allied troops. The Allied strategic bombing campaign, again led by the Army Air Corps, began in 1942, and it weakened German industry and forced the nation to commit manpower and resources away from Normandy in defense of the homeland. Securing air superiority allowed the Allies to carry out aerial reconnaissance and gave them vital intelligence on German coastal defenses. Operation Overlord, D-Day, on June 6, 1944, depended on the Allied control of the Atlantic Ocean, which was achieved in 1943 through victory in the very famous Battle of the Atlantic. That decisive ocean victory was supported because the Allies were in a heavy campaign in Italy, and that required German troops to move away from the western and eastern fronts. The Soviet Union, through its Belorussian offensive, which was launched just after Operation Overlord, destroyed a huge segment of the German Army Center Group, and it required German forces to remain tied down on the Eastern Front. Ten weeks after D-Day, the Allies launched a second invasion on the southern coast of France, and began a simultaneous advance towards Germany. All of this news about Operation Overlord and the Allied invasion of Europe as it pursued Germany during the summer of 1944 followed our hero, the Silver King, home to Birmingham on his 15-day leave. It provided plenty of stories for family discussions. The king, of course, couldn't reveal much of anything about his work and what he was going to learn about the B-26 and when he would be shipped overseas to the European theater of operations. This is the end of Barksdale Letters Part 1. As our hero has written his first letter to the family, which describes his surprise about a 15-day leave. And you are listening to The Silver King's War.